you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey everybody, happy Thanksgiving. It's Thursday, November 23rd, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, with my guy, Michael F. Florio. Today, we are previewing the rest of the Week 12 Slate Plus. We're giving you our fantasy heroes for the week. Buccaneers at the Colts. Uh, I, you know, it's a game. It's happening. <laughs> um, let's, let's look at the wide receivers. It's a game. <laughs> it's a game. It's, I guess, there's nothing about it that immediately jumps out at me as exciting. You got the Colts at five and five. You got the Bucks at four and six. It's not a division matchup. Uh, you know, like both these teams, they may or may not make the playoffs. Who knows? Uh, but let's look at the wide receivers. Because on one side, you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. On the other side, you got Michael Pittman and Josh Downs, who should be back this week. Which duo do you like to score more fantasy points? Give me the Colts. And that that would have been surprising, like, a year ago, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is just quick, quietly becoming one of the most consistent options in football. One of six wide receivers with six or more games this year with 10 plus targets in it. He has 14 or more fantasy points in all but two games this year. Josh Downs was looking to be like a really consistent piece before he got hurt. But the thing is, the Bucks. They've allowed the fourth most fantasy points. They allow a ton of yards and touchdowns. Mike Evans might be the high scorer of the four of those guys, but Chris Godwin, man, he's been kind of like an anchor. I think you could pull him from your lineups this week. You probably could. Um, the thing that gives the Colts an advantage, I think, is just the Buccaneers secondary has been a problem all year long. So I do think that's going to be a thing. Also, very quietly, I mean, Jonathan Taylor has taken over the RB1 role there in Indianapolis, but he's not been very efficient. In fact, uh, this courtesy of the NFL media research packet has not had a hundred yard rushing game since week 10 of last year. Uh, it's been a while since he's been over a hundred yards. He's getting all the opportunity, not necessarily doing a ton with it. And so that puts a little bit of pressure on Gardner Minshew to make plays in the passing game. So I think that's where Pittman and downs come in. I also sort of like Alec Pierce potentially as a deep sleeper, maybe hits a couple of shots over the top. Uh, and, and that should be also kind of an interesting matchup between Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew, who I feel are sort of the same person <laughs> in a lot of ways, at least sort of the same quarterback in a lot of ways. Um, so I guess that adds some, a little bit of intrigue to what on paper seems sort of like a lackluster game. Speaking of lackluster games, Patriots at Giants. Uh, on two different occasions in our life's history, uh, this has been a Super Bowl matchup. This is anything but. Um, neither one of these teams uh, is going to wow you at quarterback. I know Tommy DeVito is coming off a big game last week against Washington. We're still trying to figure out who the Patriots quarterback is going to be. Bill Belichick, surprise, surprise, is playing coy and not giving the media a whole lot uh, that they can run with here. It seems like a good matchup for the wide receivers on either side, but is there any wide receiver that you feel like you can trust, even on the you know sleeper type level here? 
It, it's really just Demario Douglas. Uh, he, he has had seven targets or more in three straight games, and the Giants have just been getting torched in the passing game. They've allowed the second most yards to receivers since week seven. The Patriots have allowed the seventh most, and like Darius Slayton's coming off of a big game, but he's banged up, and if he doesn't play, is it Wondell Robinson? Is it uh, is it Jalen Hyatt? Who who will it be? So it's a lot harder. The Giants are purely sleepers if you play in like 14 team leagues or something like that. But if you're in like a deeper 12 team or something like that, I think Douglas comes into play. Douglas is about the only one. Um, I I think I've given up at least for this year on the Jalen Hyatt experiment, uh, the Wandale Robinson experiment, and it's not. It's not necessarily on those guys individually. I think some of it is how they've been deployed within the offense. And a big part of it has just been the quarterback issue. You know, Daniel Jones has two touchdown passes. I guess I should say had two touchdown passes all year because he's not coming back uh, this season. Um, Tommy DeVito, he's a nice story. But I think over the long haul, I think we all sort of know he's not going to be the guy. So um, that makes it hard to really get behind any Giants wide receivers. Uh, the Patriots have a similar situation where their quarterback situation has been just so bad that it's hard to really lean in. But Demario Douglas is the guy who has sort of stepped up and become the the top option in the passing game. There. Remember Juju? I yeah, you know it's funny because like I, I I intellectually know that he's in New England, but I always sort of forget. And then I go to research something about New England. I'm like, oh yeah, Juju's there. His his body's there. His heart is like in Pittsburgh still or something like that. I don't his know. His heart might be on Twitch, man. Like. <laughs> Playing Call of Duty or something. I have no idea. Uh, Panthers at the Titans. Uh, again, not a, a game. It's a game. Ever, it's a game. It, is, it will be played. Uh, there will be two teams on the field, and they will do football acts. Um, Derrick Henry, Adam Thielen. Uh, they're probably in play. Anybody else you consider this week in this game? Yeah, both of those two are in play, and then that's it. Uh, the defenses, I think, are both streaming options because the quarterbacks have been terrible on each side. They take a lot of sacks. Turnovers have been an issue. Uh, I have DeAndre Hopkins as a sit this week unless you play in a deep league. Tajay Spears is like a deep sleeper, but we have the Panthers running backs eating off of each other's plates. Uh, Chica Conco hasn't been good at all this year like we thought he would be. Hayden Hurst, I mean, Jonathan Mingo, none of these are guys that you want to pick up, let alone start in fantasy right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I'm sure that some people will try and shoehorn DeAndre Hopkins into a lineup, and I get it. You know, there's always the potential for for Nuke to make some big plays. But really, since that first game with Will Levis, it just hasn't been there. Levis has come back down to earth. The Panthers, for all their flaws in terms of the run defense, I've been pretty good in past defense. So that sort of makes me a little bit worried. And because this is going to be a low scoring game, I think you're going to see both teams trying to run the football as much as possible. Or at least I'll say this. I think the Titans will try to run the football as much as possible. The the Panthers just cannot run the football. They just lost another offensive lineman for an extended period of time. So they're both of their starting guards are out. Uh, they had two running backs in Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders, who've been incredibly inefficient so far this year. I, I don't know what the Panthers are going to do offensively, uh, but I don't think it's going to force Will Levis to have to throw the football. So I just don't know that the targets will be there uh, for Nuke this week. Le- so He yeah. led them in routes and targets last week. It was 15 routes and five yeah. targets. Like, there's just no volume. There. I, I think, I, it was, if I remember right, the, the Titans ran something like 38 plays or something like that. It's, it was It's bad. It was an insanely low number of plays for the Titans offense last week. And I don't know that it gets a ton better because... Why would it have to uh, against the <laughs> Panthers this week? 
We still got some more games to fire up. Uh, we'll have the afternoon slate of Sunday games plus Sunday night football and Monday night football as we get ready to wrap things up here on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Rams at Cardinals as we get into the afternoon part of the Sunday slate. Uh, the Rams have taken Kyron Williams off injured reserve. And in the meantime, they have said to Daryl Henderson, thank you for your service, but now you need to be on your way. Uh, kind of a cold game because uh, as our pal Laquan Jones pointed out, it's almost a year to the day that he was released the last time around. So apparently the Rams just don't ever want uh, Daryl Henderson to have a good Thanksgiving. You, you, couldn't, kind of cold. you couldn't wait till Friday. I know, right? Let him enjoy the day. At least have him, let him have the day. Let him be employed on Thanksgiving. You know, that. That seems like a good thing to do. Anyway, uh, do you fire up Kyron Williams if he plays? And if uh, Cooper Cup sits, additional question, if Cooper Cup sits, what do you do uh, at that part too? I, I think you do start Kyron Williams. I have him in a league and I am planning on starting him over Amari Cooper uh, was my other flex option this week. Don't forget how good Williams was. Over 17 fantasy points in four of the six games he played three times going over 21. And the Cardinals are a great matchup. They've allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs. As for what to do with Cooper Cup, I think Tutu Atwell becomes the big winner. Don't forget that he had top 15 in three of the four games without Cup. He was a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. But that was with a different Matt Stafford. Like since week four, Matthew Stafford has not topped 235 passing yards or thrown multiple passing touchdowns. So while Tutu's the best in-house option, you probably have a better option not on the Rams. That's the thing. I think right now it's it's Puka or nobody yeah. in that, that Rams passing game. Because as you mentioned, this offense is really struggling. It, it is an effort for them to get to 20 points in a game right now. And Stafford has not been great. It's interesting because for all the excitement we had early in the season about Puka and Tutu, um, I don't know that Stafford has had 17 fantasy points in a game this season. Um, He's been bad. His overall numbers have not looked great. And so I think it's going to be hard to consider more than one pass catcher uh, in in that Rams offense. As for for Kyron Williams, he's back. I'm starting him. Uh, I got him in my sleepers column this week, which you can find at NFL.com slash sleepers. I think you absolutely can start Kyron Williams uh, against that Cardinals run defense, in part because the rest of the Rams offense really hasn't offered a whole lot. So why not get Kyron back in there? Browns at the Broncos. Um, anybody you feel good about starting in this one against two defenses that are playing really well right now? I'll stream both of these defenses, no questions asked. <laughs> Besides that, ugh, it's it's very slim pickings. Like 
Jerome Ford is in play just because of volume, I think. And and as good as the Broncos' defense has been, their weakness is still against the run uh, as of late. For And then I, I'm sitting Amari Cooper. As long as DTR is a starting quarterback right now, I think you could start all of their pass catchers. For the Broncos' side, Cortland Sutton is probably in play because he'll make one of the most improbable touchdown catches and have a good <laughs> right. fantasy game. But besides that, like I'm sitting Russ, I'm sitting Judy, I'm trying to get away from the run game here. The Browns defense is arguably the best in football. It really is. I, I think you can start Kareem Hunt. He's the guy who's getting a lot of opportunities near the end zone. So if the Browns are able to drive down and get close, uh, I think there's always the touchdown upside for Kareem Hunt. Plus, we know he can catch the football if they need him to. Um <sighs> I'm sort of torn on Russ. I mean, I think in two quarterback leagues, I think I would still be okay starting Russell Wilson. I think I learned uh, in the last 24 hours or so that the player uh, with the best touchdown to interception ratio in the NFL this year is one Russell Wilson. 19 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, He's not getting enough credit this year. He really isn't. And and we were all quick to bury him and make jokes about, you know what, last year, he's got more toilets in his house than he has touchdown passes. (laughs) I forgot about that one. Right? Like, I mean, it was like a big joke (laughs) last year. We all had fun with it. But it's, it's probably fair to say, hey, look, Russell Wilson has been markedly better this year than he was last year. I mean, I think that's that is only fair at this point. So I would see, you know, again. Uh, two QB leagues, super flex leagues. I would start him. One QB leagues, I probably get away from him. Chiefs at the Raiders. The big story with the Chiefs coming off their loss on Monday Night Football was the fact that their wide receivers again let Patrick Mahomes down. It's similar to what we said in Week One after they lost to the Lions. So, can you start any Chiefs wide receivers? And on the other side, can you start Josh Jacobs against the good Chiefs defense? Uh, for the Chiefs wide receivers, I, I don't think you could start any of them. And it's insane to say that when their quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Like, I want Justin Watson. I'm, I'm taking flyers off of him on the waiver wire because he had 11 targets last week and he's getting a lot of usage. But until we see it lead to a lot of fantasy points, I don't think you could trust him. I don't think you could trust Rasheed Rice right now. Kadarius Tony. The list goes on. Uh, and then as for Josh Jacobs... I'm unfortunately maybe just rolling until the wheels fall off with Josh Jacobs. The volume is far too high. I know this is a really tough matchup and one of the hardest for a running back, but I don't care. Like not many running backs could give you 20 touches on a weekly basis or whatever it is that Jacobs is is coming close to. So I, I know he hasn't lived up to what he was last season, but I have him on a couple of teams. I haven't even considered sitting him. I'm not sitting him because he gets the ball too much. I mean, it is what you said. It is the volume. And it's the fact that they do use him in the passing game, which is a thing that we had asked for early in his career. When he first got there, we're like, hey, why don't you throw him the ball? And they never did. The last couple of years, they've started to incorporate that more into the offense. And so I think that helps a little bit, even if the efficiency is not there. The volume has sort of kept him afloat. So I think you stay with him. <sighs> At some point, do we just have to admit that that what we've seen out of Rasheed Rice is what it's going to be? Um, you know, like we all admitted that, yes, he is the wide receiver one in Kansas City. But in terms of what he means for a fantasy team on a weekly basis, it's not much. I mean, it just hasn't really been much so far this year. So I, and the Raider defense since Antonio Pierce has taken over as the interim head coach has been a lot better. I think they're giving up. Uh, fewer than 13 points per game. That's actual on-the-board points per game uh, over the last three weeks. Admittedly, uh, you know, two of those games were against the Jets and Giants, 
but they did a relatively good job against the Dolphins last week as well. So uh, you combine that with a wide receiver group that is struggling to make plays. And I don't know that there's any Chiefs receivers that I'm fired up about starting even against the Raiders. Uh, but start Jer- start uh, Jerry McKinnon maybe, but I mean Isaiah Pacheco because start all your running backs against the Raiders. That part hasn't changed. Um, what might be the best game on the schedule this week? The Buffalo Bills go to Philadelphia to take on the 9-1 and one Eagles. Uh, Bills able to get back in the win column last week. Start or sit James Cook now that Joe Brady is the one operating the switches on offense. It feels very, very wrong to be wearing green right now and talking <laughs> about this game. If you guys could maybe Photoshop red and blue, that would be that would be cool. Uh, no, I think you sit James Cook. And I have a lot of James Cook. And, and if you listen to the show, you know that. And I'm trying my hardest to... Get him out of my lineups this week. I think Joe Brady could be a good thing for him moving forward. The arrow is pointing up for James Cook, but this is about the matchup. The Eagles have allowed the fewest yards and fewest fantasy points per game to running backs. They don't allow many touchdowns, and you can't rely on that with James Cook. So you're relying on yards against a team that allows the fewest of them to the position in the league. Because of that, I would get away. I have a hard time. I mean, I understand everything you said about it. I think it's 100% accurate. I would still give him a shot, maybe because I was just really encouraged by the way they used him. And I'm also encouraged by the fact that he's running hard. And I know that the the Bills have been giving a lot of opportunities to Latavius Murray. Then he had that fumble a couple of weeks ago on Monday night, and he got benched for an extended period of time. Since then, he's been running really, really hard. And, you know, I know that doesn't necessarily defeat a good defense, but I do think that leads to more opportunities. And I think that, that Joe Brady is going to get the ball in his hands. So I will admit that the ceiling is not very high against the, the Philadelphia defense, but I would still give him a shot and hope that the targets sort of work their way in. And maybe, just maybe like last week, uh, they give him a chance to, to score a touchdown near the goal line. Sunday Night Football, Ravens at the Chargers right here next door to us over at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Mark Andrews done for the season with an ankle injury. Do we start Isaiah Likely against the Lightning Bolts? It always depends on options, but I am starting him in a number of spots, and I picked him up on a couple of teams as like my backup to Sam Laporta just in case. I'm not starting him there. But on my other spots, like I'm starting him over my streaming option that was Logan Thomas. Three games last year without Mark Andrews. He either had 75 yards or a touchdown in all three, topped 101. I know he disappointed you in week one, but he is still very much so worth picking up and I think worth plugging in. I definitely think he's he's where they start, as you mentioned, depending on who your other options are. I know that I grabbed him in multiple leagues where I lost Mark Andrews, and I'm definitely considering starting him there. Uh, I'll ask you a question that was asked of me uh, in the last couple of days. Evan Ingram or Isaiah Likely this week? I'd probably play it safe with Evan Ingram, yeah. but that could easily change moving forward if Likely performs. Yeah. I mean, that was that was my my answer as well. That I think I go Ingram over likely, but I could see a, a place or a lot of places where you start Isaiah likely Monday night football bears at the Vikings. What are we doing with any of these running backs in this game? Sitting them. Uh, if, if, you, <laughs> if you read stardom sit them this week, I have Herbert uh, Deontay Foreman as sits. The Vikings have been a lot stronger against the run as of late. And those two are eating from each other. And you talk about strong against the run. I don't think people realize that the bears have been one of the toughest matchups Two running backs. I believe it is the fewest rushing yards allowed to the position since week six on. Um, but it, they struggle against pass catching backs. So Madison is a sit. But if you need to start a back in this game, Ty Chandler, who was used more in the passing game last week, is the one I like the most. Uh, yeah, I mean, the pass catching backs are the ones I want. Khalil Herbert, Ty Chandler. Even then, I would hope that I have other options. 
uh, on my bench somewhere that I could go with. But I, I don't love either of them. And I think your point is well taken. I think we look at the Bears. We're like, oh, yeah, just start everybody against the Bears. You can't really start running backs against the Bears. They have been very good against running backs this season. Um, I am hoping that the Vikings see uh, the same thing that we hope the Steelers see that, you know, Jalen Warren looks like the best back in Pittsburgh. Hopefully he gets more opportunities. I'm hoping for the same thing in Minnesota where they realize Ty Chandler is probably a better option than Alexander Madison. And uh, maybe he should get some more opportunities there. It's time to see who will deliver presented by Uber Eats. Who is your fantasy Avenger for the week? We already spoke about him a bit, but Michael Pittman Jr. Because say floor, say volume, great matchup. Uh, he is one of five. I said six earlier. I think it's five wide receivers with at least 10 targets in six games. 14 or more fantasy points in all but two. And then the Bucks. They allow the most yards to receivers since week six. Fourth most fantasy points on the year. Big plays could be coming if they're chasing points. Michael Pittman Jr. I think is going to go off this week. I do think Michael Pittman's in line for a big week. I also think Stefan Diggs is in for a huge week against Philadelphia because the last two weeks have not been great. Seven catches, 61 yards over his last two games combined. I don't know if you know this about Stefan Diggs. He's not one to uh, hold back his opinion when he's unhappy about some things. And I'm pretty sure he has let folks know that he's not getting the ball enough. Uh, been out targeted by Dalton Kincaid in the, in, in the three weeks combined uh, for the Bills. That Philadelphia secondary still has issues. I mean, they gave up some big oh, play yeah. potentials. The, the Chiefs dropped the ball on a lot of occasions, but uh, that doesn't mean they weren't open. And I think Stefan Diggs gets open. I think he gets a lot of opportunity. Uh, it might be second Thanksgiving that he will eat so much this week against Philadelphia. So I do like the opportunity there. That was Who Will Deliver, presented by Uber Eats, where you can get almost, almost anything. The official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL, order now. Uh, before we get out of here, do want to say thank you to all of you as this season of thanks uh, begins, continues, whatever you want to say. But we are grateful for all of you who uh, engage with us on a regular basis. We certainly appreciate all of it. And hopefully you have a safe and happy and healthy Thanksgiving. That is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, Thanksgiving is a time to count your blessings one by one as each relative goes home. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Enjoy the weekend. And we'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.